Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. This week, I'm joined by Auxilio Tovar, a district manager in the Chicago area for the Davy Tree Expert Company. And our official topic is all about firewood and chainsaw safety. But both of us have dealt with some weather events. In my case, I had a freezing rain all night. And so I've been out in the driveway looking at my trees covered in ice. And you had, what, 10 inches of snow near Chicago? We had about anywhere from 12 to 14 inches of snow, Doug, um, and that was all along the lakeshore front. Um, the whole Chicago uh, got about 14 inches last night. Ouch. For uh, all the time that I've had a, a fireplace, I've always been taught not to use pine. Wh- why aren't we using pine when we're, we're burning wood in the in the fireplace? Well, one of the one of the things that um, that that happens with softwood pines, for example, firs, cy- cypress, they have soft wood which burns really fast, and that can affect your chimney, um, and um, and and actually they can smoke a lot. Um, so that that's one of the reasons why you don't want to burn the soft wood like the pines and all evergreens. So oaks. Any of the hardwoods, hickories, are those all contenders for my fireplace? Yeah, so the the, the best wood out there, Doug, that, that we can do, that we can burn, you have your maple, oak, um, you know, the birch trees, they burn really, really good. Most fruit trees as well, they, they can burn um, they can burn good. Um, ash trees, I'm not sure if you have any ash trees in your in your region, but those are one of the one of the good ones. We have ash trees, but they're all dead. They're all <laughs> emerald ash borer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's happening across the country, or at least on this side of the of the country. Um, but you know, when as I guess there's some uh, silver lining with this um, with the ash borer, you can use the wood for a fireplace. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are some of the best. Uh, beach tends to to be one of the best ones. Uh, it, it burns at very high heat. And uh, it's great for uh, colder climates. And so when the guys from Davy Tree come here and they have to come once or twice a year and cut something down, it's it's troubling. How long do I need to leave that wood sitting there until I can burn it? Well, the best thing is um, it depends. Obviously, if the tree is dead, um, it, it would almost be ready for um, to burn. But if the tree is alive, um, you want to leave it there for a good time until until the the wood dries out um it, you know very it, it all depends uh, if you cover the wood for example it will it would take a lot less time um as as opposed to leaving it exposed um but ideally you want the wood to be dry uh, and, and it all it, it all gonna uh, vary on the wood that you have out there basically i would say anywhere from uh gosh it's hard to say but what a year or two so pretty safe with a year if I've got it split, I've got it covered, and mostly oak? 
yeah, yeah, I would say I would say about a year once you have a split, it will be a good workout to get to get all that split. Um, but yeah, most I would say around that time. Well, I was going to say that I was hoping I could get you to visit Pittsburgh and give me a demonstration on splitting, you know, for about eight hours, and then maybe I'd have it down after I watched you for that long. Yeah, they can. Um, yeah, next time I'm I'm over there, I can I can stop by. Although that, um, I hope you got a good chainsaw to cut the wood with. Well, that's the next thing to talk about is chainsaw safety, and I I do not have a chainsaw because I don't personally feel very safe using a chainsaw. I'm not really good with power tools, and it, it's it's always that thing. I think if you're a little nervous using a power tool, you shouldn't be using it, and so. The only person, people that are using chainsaws on my property are actually from the Davy Tree Expert Company. And as I said, they're here at least twice a year. So I guess first off, if I just have some basic safety tips uh, about using the, the chainsaw. First off, let's talk about ear and eye protection. Yeah, so, you know, we can, for, for a chainsaw use, it's important to start with, the, um, with our own personal protection. Um, like you mentioned, gloves, safety glasses, hard hat if you have one in handy, um, ear protection. It's it's very important whether you use earplugs or earmuffs. Uh, some of these new hard hats that they sell out in, in the store, they come with built-in earmuffs. Um, one of the other things that people tend to forget when using a chainsaw are uh, the chainsaw pants or how we call them, the chaps. Uh, those are very important to have on. Um, the fabric that is uh, on these pants or chaps will help protect you from uh, any cuts. What this does is, I don't know if you've ever seen a chainsaw hit some chaps or pants that would stop the, the chain in a matter of seconds. It's almost immediately when these uh, when the chain hits the chaps. Um, so that that those are some of the safety um, safety protection that we can that we can use at home. And all of this you can find out in the stores. Uh, I don't think you should um, you have to order these um, these safety or PPE like we call them personal protective uh, equipment from any special site. If you go to those uh, any store that chainsaw, they will provide all of this safety for you. How do I know whether I should tackle a tree or a pro should tackle a tree? I'm I'm telling you. I have seen friends nearly kill themselves thinking they can do a job where I'm looking at them and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Just pay to get a pro here. This is crazy. You know, determining how a tree is going to fall, you know, just give me your best advice on when I'm looking at my forest, what, sh what I should leave for the pros. Yeah, what I would say, Doug, is that one of the one of the one of the rules or one of the things that that um, where I would call a, a tree company or a professional is anytime you have to leave the ground. I think that um, anytime you have to leave the ground, that at that point it's time to call someone that that uh, that knows how to use a chainsaw, a professional like Davey Tree Expert. Um, the the other thing that I see a lot is uh, um, ladders and chainsaws. Uh, that's that's one thing that you want to avoid. Um, ladders and chainsaws, you know, they don't go together. And there's a reason why they, we don't use ladders and chainsaws. Um, but 
Anything that you have to cut on the ground with a regular, what we call a topping saw or a small chainsaw with a 14 inch bar, anything from the ground, I would say it's, it's safe using or safer using some of these, uh, this, the PPE that, that I just discussed. Um, anything bigger than, than, the, than the chainsaw, I would, I would definitely consider using a, a professional because there are so many things that could go wrong um, from, from, the, from the notch, from the way you cut the tree, the back cut, direction the tree is going, the weight in the upper canopy. Um, a lot of times people out there think that just by making a back cut, the tree is gonna fall forward. And that is not the case. Uh, you have to look at the canopy, which, which direction is leaning. Um, and, and like I mentioned, the weight, that is, that is super important. So I would say anything, Honestly, anything you know bigger than ten inches. Um, if if and it, and it also depends on the height as well. That makes good sense. Uh, as far as the the tool itself is uh, considering, the tool itself. How often should a chainsaw be sharpened? Now I know in your case it's very often, but let's say that uh, a homeowner is using it, you know, two, three, four times a year just for cutting things that are already on the ground with their protective equipment on. How, also, how often am I supposed to sharpen that thing? And I, you know, the way I was always told to do it, you just take it down to the hardware store and they'll sharpen the blade for you and usually have two blades. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to depend on how, how much you use that chainsaw. Um, a lot of times you'll be able to, to tell by looking at the, um, at the sawdust, if the sawdust is, when you're cutting a, a wood or any or a tree, if the sawdust is very thin um, and it's not flaky like it um, like it's supposed to be, that's a sign that you need to um, start sharpen your chainsaw. Um, there's several ways to do it. Um, the hardware store, like you, like you mentioned, that they will be able to do that. Uh, there's also some sharpening kits that they sell out there where it tells you how deep and how to sharpen a chainsaw, um, but yeah, I would say that if you use it three to four times a year, um, at least make sure that that sawdust is coming out when you cut the, the wood that is coming out flaky and, and not like a thin sawdust. Uh, so it, it, it's all going to depend on the use. If the blade, if you're working on, on wood and the blade hits like dirt or rock, that's an automatic, right? You're, you, you need to be sharpened, right? Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, anytime you hit um, any concrete, dirt, sometimes trees, when you cut them, uh, they'll have decay. Uh, some of the wood will have decay and that's going to dull the, the chain. Um, so immediately after you do that, after you, if you happen to hit any of those um, things that we discussed, yes, absolutely. You need to sharpen up that chainsaw immediately. So tell me a little bit about uh, how you got into this, how this job was right for you. Oh, wow, Doug. You know, I came, I've been with Davey for 18 years, almost 19 years. Um, I came to, to this company knowing nothing about trees. All I knew about trees was hmm. they had leaves and, and a trunk and, and branches. That's it. Um, slowly, I fell in love with this, with this job. Uh, once I knew that this was going to be for me, I, I decided to make it a career and um, it, my, actually my father, an interesting fact, my father used to work for the company. He's the one that got me the job here. Uh, and, uh, he, like, he, like I said, he brought me in with 
with no experience. And um, slowly I, I fell in love with this job. And 18 years later, I don't think I'm going anywhere. What is the best thing about it for you? Is it, is it the helping people? Is it the supervising all these guys? Or what is it that, that uh, satisfies you at the end of the day? You know, at the end of the day is, is, is helping people. Um, helping people um, improve their landscape, their properties, um, educating with um, with everything that has to do with trees. Um, that is that is the best reward doing this job. Um, obviously, you're outside dealing with Mother Nature, looking at trees in the middle of the summer. That's the best job that that you can have. Um, in the winter, it can be a little tough with all the snow, like we mentioned, but, um, but that's the most rewarding part about the job, helping clients and, um, and teaching them how to take care of trees. All right. It all sounds good. Thanks very much for the safety tips and the information. I hope you dig out of that snowstorm you had. And, uh, in my case, I hope my wife gets up the driveway today. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having me. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we're talking about how trees help a host of wildlife, including pollinators, birds, and so much more. Remember, on the Talking Trees podcast, we know that trees are the answer.